we're talking partnerships, not just any partnership, partnerships that really matter, partnerships that deliver value both to an organization as well as vendor partners. We're speaking with Kelsey Finn and Kennedy Turner of NACUS around this topic and so much more within the college and university space. With that, let's get started. One thing remains constant in the food service industry. This is a people-driven industry, and as technology drives faster change, the partnerships we form are going to matter even more. As we approach the end of 2019 and stare into the shiny new year of 2020, let's talk about partnership and the benefits, the tangible and the non-tangible, that real partnership can deliver. Joining us on the podcast today are Kelsey Finn, CEO, and Kennedy Turner, Senior Director of Business Development of NACIS the National Association of College Auxiliary Services. First, thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're really excited to have both of you on the line and are truly grateful to have been partners serving your membership over these last several years. But before we dive in and discussing why partnerships matter, can you take a few minutes and introduce our listeners to yourselves as well as to NACUS? Um, Kelsey, want to want to kick things off? Sure. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. So I'm Kelsey Finn. I've been at NACUS now for just over four years. And prior to that, I spent 16 years um, on college campuses. And so while I was on college campuses, my primary work was um, building student unions and retail food service, bookstore, and all the services that go into a student union and event services department. So I spent a lot of time not a kitchen expert by any means, but a lot of time in kitchens, helping build kitchens, uh, being a person that uses the food service. So excited to have this conversation. And the reason I joined NACUS four years ago is I really have a passion for bringing business and industry and higher education together. And I believe um, that is the main priority uh, of NACUS as an association, is bringing those two entities together for the benefit of the students and the students' experience as a whole. And it's been exciting to be able to do that and look forward to continuing to do that. So thank you uh, again for having us and we'll give Kennedy a few minutes to tell us about him. Yeah, thank you. Uh, excited to be here. Kennedy Turner, Senior Director of Business Development for NACIS, um, kind of overseeing a lot of the revenue side of the association. So we have membership, uh, branding and marketing, registrations, uh, but the majority of my time and certainly a passion of mine is being able to work with the business partners um, and creating partnerships. My background uh, was actually from college athletics. So the other side of campus on the athletic side, uh, creating sponsorships and partnerships there. And then I actually spent quite a few years in the food industry uh, on the marketing and branding side. So it's been a great place to um kind of not only have the experience of the food industry and some of the objectives and uh, struggles and uh, uh, goals that those business partners are trying to achieve, but be able to mesh it kind of with NACIS, um, with the non-academic service side of college campus and being able to then kind of create partnerships that can not only move our business partners forward, move the association forward, but most importantly, move our college and university membership as well. So excited to be here and uh, continue the conversation. Fantastic. Thank you both for joining us. And as we talk about partnerships, I also want to take a moment to introduce Abby Weiss, uh, Heritage Marketing Manager in the institutional space. I know she's been working closely with NACIS over these last, last few years. 
So if Abby, you want to give us a shout out and we'll uh, we'll get going. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm Abby Weiss, as Eric said. I am the Institutional Marketing Manager here at Heritage, and I work closely with NACIS. I am on uh, their 2020 planning committee for the upcoming conference in Anaheim, and we think it's a great organization, and thank you to Kennedy and Kelsey for taking time to discuss uh, the value of membership with us. All right. So as we mentioned at the at the top of the cast, you know, and we talk about the food service industry, but really, you know, I think all industries are still very much a people industry. Not everything is given over to text messages and emails and chats and and all that all that fun stuff. Although, you know, there are generations coming that I think that would really be interested in in a, in a life that is spent completely digital, but because this is is about people being an active active partner in associations like NACIS is critical for the tangible sale it delivers but it really delivers more than that so i'll you know the question i'll open up to to both of you is how would you best describe what a gold standard or you know or platinum standard or you know whatever we want to throw diamond if you're a delta a delta person um, what true partnership looks like for your organization or what do you aspire to from a partnership? So I think uh, I'll start, <laughs> but I think um, it really comes down to the definition of partnership. The days of um, a sign or a few speaking words at an event being enough return on investment for business partners are, are over. And I don't believe that actually moves our membership um, to action. And so we're in a place and space and Kennedy and I have really spent our time focused on listening to our business partners, our vendor partners and what they're looking for. And then being really clear about what opportunities we have and where we see it fitting together. And so to your point around best in class, or it really is a true partnership. It's what do you need and what's the product or service you're bringing to market? What are the spaces and places that we have that we can work with you to bring that to life? And how do we make it an experience for our members? How do we make it um, tangible for them so that they can interact with you um, as people and as a product or service? And I think it, it's different for everyone. And so we don't Yes, we do have a price sheet on our website that if you wanted to find, you could pull something down and be a sponsor of ours. But really, partnerships are conversations and developed in a way that's a win-win for both parties. And then the end um, provides a better avenue for our members to get the services and products that they need. Part of me being, um, I guess, the development guy, I should say that a best-in-class partnership starts with six figures, but that's probably not what we're shooting for today. <laughs> um, so, yeah, building off what Kelsey said, you know, part of a partnership is just being present and participating. And, you know, certainly that, 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 that's a great, our annual conference, our regional conference are a great place to do that and touch, uh, touch points, be it to membership. Or other attendees at the conference but i think you know just participating in some of the year-round benefits of NACIS, be it kind of filling out a 
profile when you join NACIS so that the membership can kind of get all the information of a business partner year round or participating on webinars or our lounge, which is kind of an industry soundboard and just being able to uh, share and discuss challenges kind of year round and just being um, present. And then I would also say um, kind of a strong partnership is volunteering and that's certainly the lifeblood of our association um, being volunteer led, but I do think not only a true partner, but a true business partner for us is one that just goes above and beyond being an active participant and kind of raises their hand and saying, hey, you know what, I can be a smiling face at a registration desk to help someone impart my knowledge on the how to make the best of a conference experience or kind of helping on a more strategic initiative. And Abby's a great example of that, kind of raising her hand saying, you know what, as a business partner, I want to help the industry move forward. I want to help the experience of C3X um, be the best it can be, not only from an institution side, but also the business partners that are um, kind of a huge portion of participants at our conference. Um, and I would say kind of ultimately with, with kind of the partners that we're looking for, it, it boils down to enriching this campus experience for the students. And the, the more folks kind of we have in the industry from a college and university standpoint, as well as the business partners kind of coming together to you know participate um, to be present and to kind of volunteer our time and energy, um, you know, we're able to move the industry forward um, collaboratively. And I think that kind of is, you know, the type of partners we're looking for. And kind of Kelsey hit a lot of those notes. I mean, it's communication, it's dialogue. Abby's one of my favorite business partners to reach out, um, is always responsive, kind of shares pain points and allows um, NACIS and the association to better serve Heritage Parks or other business partners um, to create meaningful partnerships. Yeah, I mean, because ultimately, at the end of the yeah, no, yeah, no, no worries. I mean, because ultimately, at the end of the day, involvement is what's critical, you know. Because I've seen, you know, I've seen in the past where people will sponsor something, but it's it's a passive sponsorship, and you're not going to a really get the return on investment that you might be looking for from that sponsorship but you're also not going to build the relationships that help create the foundation for moving moving both the association forward life on campus forward you know but business in general forward you know i, I and i think you know in, in kennedy to your point with abby and abby please feel free to to jump in here, especially with your your uh, experiences working with with Vacus, what what has been some of the real upside, you know, for you as we've as we've moved into broadening and deepening our partnership? Yeah, um, I would say my main theme of it is you get out of it what you put in, and. You know, as somebody that attends not just NACIS, but a lot of different association shows, you, throughout the year, besides outside of the national conference or even the regional conferences, you're getting, you know, calls for papers or you have opportunities to present um, webinar content, obviously advertising. Um, a lot of times I feel like business partners look at those opportunities as being geared towards just your general membership. And it's definitely not, you know, these are opportunities to position your business as 
thought leaders within that particular industry and um, use your expertise. I mean, my expertise would be in marketing. So better the association within your wheelhouse. Use your talents to help them advance. Um, it's a very fulfilling feeling when you are the smiling face at the registration desk or, you know, you're in um, individual meetings with people that know you solely as somebody that's on a committee. They don't even necessarily think of myself, especially as somebody that's necessarily with heritage, but they see me as a trusted business partner in general. And if I can establish that trust, advancing not only the industry, but also heritage part, then I've really accomplished my, my goal of, of becoming an active member. Kelsey, uh, you were gonna, you were gonna jump in with something as well. Yeah. So I think um, Abby's points are spot on. And the one thing, one word that was coming to mind listening to everyone talk is expertise. And I, we, associations membership driven we at NACIS very much believe there's the institutional member and the business partner member and both of them have expertise to bring to the table and so what I think is really important when we talk about partnerships we've moved away from business partners needing campuses to present on topics with them because we realize that the business partners have a ton of expertise to bring to the table as long as it's not sales pitchy, right? So that's a really important piece. We're not looking for sales pitches here, but we are looking for the expertise that you all have in the business and industry world to bring content to the conference and to the membership as a whole. And as Kennedy pointed out, the folks attending our conference are just as much businesses in industry as they are colleges and universities. And so I think this idea of how are we putting content out there that uplifts everyone. Um, and so when you really are looking to participate with NACIS is how do you show up fully? It's not just stand at a booth and go home. It's stand at a booth, participate in the receptions, show up at sessions, and volunteer. So it's a whole package. Yeah, it's, it's really beyond the dollars it's in cents. It's really leveraging your expertise to better the knowledge and understanding of the entire organization and yourself as well because you're going to end up, you know, learning is reciprocal. You're going to end up getting so much more out of out of the relationship than than you than you you're likely putting into it from from a participation perspective. So you, you touched Kelsey, you touched a little bit about about on content. Like what types of content you know are your members really looking for, wanting to digest? What gaps exist that you know you would you would love in a perfect world have filled to make sure the association is getting what it needs to to feed the membership? Great question. One thing, the first thing that comes to mind when you ask that question is how do you reach your clients? So marketing, because one piece that colleges and universities do really well is recruitment of the student to campus. But then what happens when they're on campus is how do you actually get students to use your services, uh, use them again, know what your hours are, spend money on campus, keep kind of that client, the student, if you will, happy and coming back. And one thing that I believe business and industry does and you all do well is 
you're always out there looking at what the trends are, what are clients or what are your clients paying attention to? How are you getting new clients? How are you retaining them? How are you marketing towards them? How are you speaking to them? That is all information that our members are hungry for on how do we reach our target market and get them to stay with us, spend with us, move with us, um, which I think is really important. So that's, that's the biggest piece that comes to mind. And then we can get kind of into the industry or auxiliary areas specific. So in food service, so what are trends in food service? What do we see the future of food going? How do we get ahead of that curve? Um, how do we, you know, line throughput is always a question, right? But there's these rushes and how do we move people faster and larger ticket, uh, uh, per ticket prices, all of that stuff. I think when you all are working with multiple campuses and in multiple industries, so that's the other thing we've been doing at NACIS is bringing in other areas. So airports, for example. So what's happening in airports that maybe we could be doing on campus and vice versa. And you all look across all of those different industries. So how can you bring best-in-class practices from the other industries to the higher ed space? That's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, this, this whole idea of <clears throat> speed, speed to plate mm. and what we're doing to move you know, customers through, because they're not students anymore. I mean, because when we think about college and university food service, they are as demanding a audience when it comes to food as a traditional restaurant goer. You know, the the concepts that have been springing up inside of, of, of college commissaries, you know, I, I always laugh. And when I went to the University of Kentucky many, many, many moons ago, um, we were really happy if the place had waffle fries and, and things like that and how those trends really do impact operations because students are demanding that 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 type of level of service you know and and as a recruiting point what type of food can i get on campus you know as a is a decision oh. maker yeah definitely um Food choice is actually a selling point for some students at different universities. And one trend that you could really see across the show floor for the food service oriented vendors was individualization and the ability to order out of an app and have your, you know, whatever selections already preloaded into this app. You can just go through, click through if you want a sandwich, a pop, and a bag of chips. And while you're still in your class prior to when you want to pick it up, tell it when you want to pick it up and go pick it up in a holding cube with a QR code. That is where the technology is going. They want, they want everything on their time, and they want it highly customized and even automated. Um, you'll see, you know, on the street, you'll see a, a robotic barista. Well, that concept goes to universities. I mean, it was on the show floor this year. So um, I definitely, if you want to know what the hot trends are in food service, you have to look at colleges and universities. Yeah, Abby, I will take you, I'll, I agree with you 100%, but I would also love to add in if I'm sitting in class and I'm like, I would like this sandwich, this French fry, but I also need 
a Scantron and a pencil for the test that I'm going to take. And, oh, I'll throw in a university t-shirt and it all can go in a robot and it can meet me right outside of my classroom. That's going to be money. Yes. Yeah, it is going in that direction for sure. Well, I mean, I think even with the, the arrival of third-party delivery services on campus is a way to keep students on campus. You know, we want to make sure, like you said earlier, Kelsey, keeping the dollars and cents within the, the, the system is, is really critical to the, the growth of the, of the universities. So, you know, as a, as a vendor partner, you know, and, and, and all three of you, you know, please feel free to chime in. When we work closely with an association like, like, like NACIS, what, what are some of those real tangible benefits that, that, that they can receive when we, when we partner? Yes, um, I, I, this is probably my wheelhouse. Um, you know, some of the tangible benefits are, are certainly, you know, we, we do have lists, uh, we do have brand exposure, we're able to create kind of unique partnerships where maybe there's product sampling um, or things of that nature. We also do have uh, and partner with business partners on leadership opportunities, so being able uh, to present uh, data or present findings, case studies year-round, uh, be it on a webinar or an in-person event. But, you know, I, just kind of thinking further through that first question on partnership, I think something that's really special is the inclusivity uh, and the automatic, I guess, inclusion that uh, a business partner would have with NACIS. And it, it really starts, you know, business partner, uh, a lot of people laugh or, or, or correct me and say, oh, you need vendor. Um, and, and when I look at our board um, and how our board made up of all institution attendees kind of directs the association, they're always asking and seeking the input from businesses because uh, they truly help move the association forward. And then as, as they're kind of setting the culture of the association at the board level, it truly does filter down even into the in-person events. And this inclusion um, that business partners automatically receive when they just simply show up at a conference. Uh, and certainly we as a staff look for creative ways to um, encourage uh, inclusion and, and dialogue and, and relationships by having some really fun special events and after hour events. <laughs> but I would say, um, kind of one of the benefits that is intangible is this willing and openness from kind of colleges and universities where, you know, their role on campus is business, as Kelsey alluded to, and they, sometimes business on campus could, could be a bad word or revenue, but, but the folks that attend NACIS, you know, it's, it's their job, and maybe their goals and priorities may be a little different than corporate America, and it's certainly to support the mission of their institution. But I think what's special about NACIS is just that business is part of what these professionals do on the college campus and the special culture and environment um, that we have is kind of second to none and be able to watch kind of relationships unfold um, throughout the association has been fun. So, you know, so you mentioned, you know, business being, you know, the, what what the colleges and universities are really thinking about. So when we think about attending a conference as an exhibitor, 
you know, vendor partner, it, it shouldn't necessarily be about putting up your backdrop and having, having informational flyers and, and all that. It really should be about, let's take it a step further and figure out strategically how we can help you do your job or help, help you accomplish the business objectives of that particular institution to make sure that, you know, we're fitting in as a piece of that overall puzzle to drive student satisfaction. And with that being said, you know, are there some strategies or some some examples that you've you've seen working with other vendor partners that have come off really successfully? Another question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I I think on our kind of show floor, and again, there's just kind of a genuine interest in what businesses do and how it advances either a student experience on campus um, or perhaps their job on campus easier. But, you know, I think a business partner's willingness to attend a conference with a, an attitude of learning and stepping outside of the expo hall and coming to the general sessions and coming to ed education sessions, um, just as an institution attendee will come to learn best practices, having business partners that come with that same attitude and engagement level, you know, certainly okay. the, that's been it's a unique strategy but they're able to quickly plug in and have conversations with the membership around their struggles they're able to take back that knowledge to their company and kind of hear the pain points of the industry or um, hear from their peers like what's next what's the next challenge what's um, this president going to be looking for in the years to come and be able to take that information. So not only are they on the Excel hall floor kind of selling their product for today, but they're also kind of learning for tomorrow and for next year's conference. And I think those business partners have had the most success. Yeah. Yeah. It's really about, go ahead, Kelsey. Yeah. I, I think that, yeah, I think that um, Kennedy is definitely hitting on a point. Like you have to um, think of yourself as a business partner as another attendee once you are actually at the conference. Don't segment yourself as to, oh, I, I'm on the show floor and then I'm gonna go plug in my laptop while these sessions are going on and work on you know, what I have going on in the office. Think of yourself as another attendee. Like what sessions can you go to, especially pertaining to your particular segment within that industry, ours being food service, to hear the different pain points, to help them discover solutions. Um, at that point, you're taking off your vendor hat or your business partner hat, and you're just another one of them trying to, to seek out solutions for the betterment of the university experience. That's, yeah. And it's, yeah, so I think, Abby, you started to touch on this, but I would add it's, what problem are you trying to solve for the campus, the campuses in general, in higher education in general? So you may have a whole list of products and services that you offer, right? So I think, Eric, to your point, you show up with flyers on everything that you could possibly do for someone and people just feel overwhelmed and they're like, eh, I don't really want to talk to you. But if you show up and what we've seen is when people show up and say, hey, we think you struggle with I will use, you know, access to pharmacy type stuff. So 
um, you know, Advil, Tylenol, Kleenex, toilet paper, etc. If you are living in a campus, you don't have a car, you don't have a place to get um, those products and services, well, and you need it 24-7, so a union can't be open 24-7, so there's now pharmacies and vending pharmacies, right? So here's the problem we're going to solve for you. If you need these products at any hour, here's how we do it, and here's how we service it, right? And it, it meets that need. And so I think it's, when it comes to student success, the biggest barriers are their basic needs, right? So how do they feel safe, secure, and have access to meeting their basic needs so that they can be successful in the classroom, stay in college, and graduate? So if you as a business partner can say, hey, we're helping meet this need, food insecurity, homelessness, access to products and services, whatever it may be, solve that problem, it's a lot easier to sell all the other products you might have to offer. Plus, when you have, Kelsey, it totally reminded me of the example that was given earlier about um, speed of uh, delivery within, like, the airport environment. How could you actually apply that to uh, campus uh, uh, cafeteria or commissary? You know, if vendor partners have a unique perspective outside of the the bubble or shell of the campus environment and can and can give them invaluable information about applications and use cases that they just that people within the campus community just don't have that perspective or don't have access to well, that. The reality is they don't have time. So the biggest yeah. issue, I believe, on campus for leaders on campus trying to make change is time. So spending 16 years on college campuses, the amount of meetings that you're in is unreal, and it really hasn't changed. <laughs> so, you know, you walk on campus, and the instant someone can be in your office or you could be called to a meeting, it happens. And so to be able to have time to step out and think big picture and look for trends is rare. And so if you can do that in a really easy, accessible way for um, the institutional members, you're a resource to them. They will call you. They will rely on you. They, that relationship will build as a trusted resource for them because they need that. Yeah, and I think when we go back to this idea of solving problems, just to, to you know, we'll bring it around to food service a little bit, is that mm -hmm. one question that our, our – our customer service reps at Heritage receive on a regular basis is how do I fix this piece of equipment or how do I get information about this particular piece of equipment, you know, and being able to provide content around that question in a timely 24 seven, 365 environment is really again, that idea of partnership, and it's really the idea of partnership that isn't about a, a, a tangible widget. It's about how do we solve a problem? You know, so when we think about, you know, opportunities within, within NACUS to help drive more content to, to the membership, you know, I think those are the, I think the opportunities that vendor partners really need to start to think about too is, you know, it's not just about what I'm selling today. It's it's we want to make sure that the 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 whole inclusive environment that we're trying to create as a partner 
is met in you know in a way that's digestible and quickly accessed and truly does solve a need. So, you know, where where do we think some of the opportunities exist for for that type of partnership? Do we have opportunities webinars or you know online e-learning programs or tech blogs and, and things like that that enable us to deliver that information? So I think this goes back to kind of earlier in our conversation, this idea of developing the partnership and sponsorship from scratch that meets both needs. But listening to you talk about the training piece, a couple things come to mind. One, we do webinars um, and we do everything from virtual roundtables. So, hey, there's a, let's just go with this. You know, there's an issue with this piece of equipment or um, it's a new piece of equipment. How do we work it? How do we use it the best way possible? There's a roundtable conversation of all of our members that use that same type of equipment with an expert from that product talking about it, right? Like, hey, let's brainstorm. How can we use it better? What could this do, et cetera? Um, all the way to a traditional webinar that's, uh, you know, here's exactly how you use it and here's what it's for. Here's some things to look out for. There's sessions uh, on-site at our conference. Expo Ed is more of a how-to-do things um, sessions that we, there are 20 to 30-minute sessions in the Expo Hall that people listen to. Other thing that comes to mind, though, when you say 24-7 is we developed the NACUS Marketplace. They launched it uh, about a year and a half ago, two years ago. But that is a place where we're looking for it to be a 24-7 location for our members to go. And so I could see even developing of, hey, training on food service, you know, manufactured prop, manufactured food service, whatever that looks like, whatever the systems are. And then are there go-to guides, easy to follow steps? Are there videos, two to three minute videos that say, hey, here's exactly how you use it. Or, hey, if you're having this problem, here's how you can fix it or whatever. Would love to see something like that show up in a marketplace that our members could go to, and then they could talk about it. There's chat features, et cetera. So I think there's a number of ways that um, something like that could show up in a partnership. Yeah, that marketplace sounds exciting. So yeah, no. Yeah, I was. I mean, I was going to add uh, kind of the, the, the way the marketplace, uh, you know, had been positioned within that. Because you know, we definitely have content, uh, professional development, but then to, to Kelsey's point, the marketplace is kind of the one-stop shop where like you're ready to do or make a decision or research the decision um, and or um, you need more operational assistance uh, is kind of how we position the marketplace. But Kelsey, kind of hearing you talk about some of the things around conference, I think on the expo floor, uh, granted, this isn't 24-7, this is three days of a, of a 365-day year, but a fun activation might be kind of in your booth, kind of um, teaching more experiential exhibiting. So we've had Chartwells as a partner, um, and they do a teaching kitchen, and it's very experiential. And I think like that might be a place where you know, I'm having conversations with business partners that kind of make that space more fun, less flyers. Um, less pop-ups, but, it, it, you know, I think that might be a fun place to start and kind of certainly as we, you know, you can position Heritage Parts as kind of the expert of kind of, hey, we're going to learn how to replace this part or instead of replacing, here's a quick cleaning tool, 
um, cheap that we have, and, and this can make it as good as new. And I, I think our conference could be an interesting way to kind of start that process and then kind of jumping and continuing that in the marketplace would be a, a fun way to explore that. No, I'd agree. I mean, I really, again, I think it's taking that this idea of partnership and really building out the possibilities to to serve what is really the end customer, which is the student. You know, we're all sort of striving towards that same goal. What can we do together to build programs that are really truly focused on ensuring that 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 student experience on campus? This has been a great conversation. You know, I'm really excited to have have both of you on the call. But I've got one last question. You know, we're at, we're at year's end, which means it's resolution time. And from a from a NACIS perspective, what are really one of the one or two items that are on your list for 2020 that you wanna you wanna see really happen uh, in your in your space? Mm. <laughs> Given her silence, it looks like I'm jumping in. Uh, so one thing, uh, certainly specific to maybe my my role is we had over 50 new businesses exhibiting at our uh, conference in 2019, and just looking towards next year, um, being able to continue that not only just as a uh, I love to learn about new products, new services, new companies. Um, but hearing how valuable that was um, from business partners and institution members like a conference kind of has driven me uh, to the next level to keep that momentum going. So certainly looking uh, to grow our expo hall. But another thing that I think really excited for the industry is Macus will be launching benchmarking um, in the summer um, next year and being able, certainly the institutions to be able to use that knowledge and, and data um, to be able to compare one another and, and better serve students, but how we can utilize the collection of that information with business partners to help them continue uh, to provide best-in-class products and services, kind of to move the universities forward as well. So those are kind of two things that I'm super excited to be working on uh, headed into the new year. Kelsey, how about you? Yeah, I would add the continuation of um, the math to feel personal. So we are uh, a small staffed organization. So there's only 15 full-time staff. So we do a decent amount with a small amount of folks and a large number of volunteers. And I think the idea of how can we continue to create efficiencies while making it feel very personal to the individuals. And I think that will be a way we add value and create um, growth in the overall organization. And then this idea of inclusivity and how are we reaching out to people outside of our traditional networks to ensure the um, health and future of auxiliary services. You don't go to college and major in auxiliary services <laughs> and then find a job, right? So people usually stumble into auxiliary services at a point in time in their career. So how are we making it um, more known, um, more accessible, 
and really bringing in the future generation of leaders um, for the benefit of everyone. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, fantastic goals, you know, and I know I'll, I'll, I will speak for myself and I'll let Abby chime in as well is that, you know, from from my perspective, we, we look forward to being a partner with you in those goals moving into 2020, because I think there's a lot of opportunity to really raise the level of awareness and inclusivity and solving business problems using data or really just relationships and partnerships uh, in the future. So I'm, I'm excited for it. So hopefully, uh, you know, we can, we can continue to work together and, and get there. Yeah, I would say um, piggybacking on that, that, you know, I, when I look at NACUS, like I want to be the benchmark of what it, is to be a business partner and get the most out of membership, um, both personally and professionally, um, growing relationships um, with other members that, you know, NACUS facilitates that for me. And if I can not only grow as Abby, as Heritage Parks, but then also help spread the word of the value of NACUS to other industry members, then, you know, I feel like it's a win for everyone. All right. Well, that is a wrap for this, this week's Partscast. Thanks to Kelsey, Kennedy, Abby for, for helping, helping us understand this idea of partnership, what, uh, what NACUS offers, what we can look forward to in the future. Um, and, you know, for those listeners, if this is your first time listening to the Partscast, be sure to subscribe to the show and check out all the other episodes wherever you grab your favorite casts. Uh, if for Again, for our listeners, if you have any topics that you want to see covered, please email us at partscast at heritageparts.com. Again, thanks everybody for joining. Mm-hmm.